Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Pulser. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed, you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. Pain is an incredibly tricky topic to deal with because we all suffer pain in our lives and it's a hard thing that we have to come to terms with. When we can come to terms with pain and live with it and understand it, then we can overcome it. And that's where the real gold is. And this episode will focus on that sort of pain. I mean, there is a lot of aspects to pain. If you ask any doctor, they have two main branches, the nociceptive pain, which is either somatic pain, the pain that you get where you cut yourself, something localized, or something visceral, something deep inside, like if you've got appendicitis and it's throbbing away, or you feel something burning because you've got gastro or cystitis or some problem like that. Contrast that to neuropathic pain, the pain where you've actually got a problem with your nerves themselves, and that's a whole new ballpark. But both of these are all relayed through the nervous system, and we can use this in the way that we deal with things. These discomforts in sensations, they vary in intensities. They can be acute, that they happen straight away or chronic, and they're just there for ages. But the management, whatever type of pain, always has three different phases. There's a pre-aspect of pain. The pre is that if you know something is coming up, then you have the anticipation of pain. And we've discussed that in the past episodes about fear, where we looked at the Plutarch wheel, about how we break down emotions and understand what they mean. The fear in itself, it creates its own problems. And then by understanding this, we can focus on the outcome. So a typical example is if you need to have good teeth, you've got to go to the dentist, but the dentist is probably going to put you through some pain. So you can see the pre-work, how that would be unpacked. You've got the during episodes, which is where you're actually in the pain. The best thing that you can do here is kind of describe what the pain is because it's that great fear that is the problem. So if you're going through that pain and you can localize it, verbalize it and say exactly what it is, you're on the way there. Then you're faced with two options, which is either distraction therapy or coping techniques. And this can be greatly enhanced through time distortion, which we've talked about in the past as well. Of course, the final part is equally important, and that's after the fact. And that's looking at the meaning of the pain. And that's where we use some metacognition. We think about our thoughts, about how we got through the process, how we are where we are, and the bigger picture, what's it all about. And this will help us in the future when we look at our future effect of what pain means in our lives. Now, if we don't manage it in the correct way, it can lead to further problems. I mean, if we don't unpack it properly, then we can experience the trauma, re-experience it mentally all over again. In turn, this actually changes our behavior. It tells us to avoid reminders of the event, avoid triggers. Next, it means that we have negative things that happen to us that are just set off by these triggers in our environment and subsequently our thoughts and mood get affected 
And before you know it, you don't even know why you're feeling unresourceful. But it's all because you didn't unpack the pain in the right way to start with. And following this, you have this sensation that you're feeling a little bit on edge and you're kind of like have a hyper arousal or an increased sensitivity state. In the extreme spectrum of things, this leads to some form of PTSD because you're constantly looking for that trigger of pain. And they say that you you only die once, but you can die twice if you think about it before the fact. So this is where it's all about that going through the pain, particularly the pre and post aspect is equally important with what you do with the pain at the time. We have emerging evidence of CBT being successful for treating pain, that's cognitive behavior therapy, looking about how we process these things. And even further evidence coming out about the eye movement process of EMDR, where you repattern thoughts by having your eye patterns moved around by the psychologist. It's basically supported that if the issue is not unpacked in the right way initially, it will present itself unconsciously. So the main mandate for all of this is let's deal with it and let's deal with it now and let's deal with it in the right way. Now this also depends on where you are. Pain can also be used interchangeably in with the term distress and that means that you can either have the physical pains that we've talked about or the mental pains and they both can be treated in some similar fashions. Now physical pains they often need further medical interventions. So this is just to augment the therapy. But for mental pains, when we talk about the pre aspect, we have the anticipation. And it's kind of like if you go for a ride at the show, you, you know that it's going to make you feel great while you're waiting in line. You're going to get a bit of a thrill. That That is actually made up from the formula from Plutarch, which looks at anticipation plus joy equals thrill from the emotional wheel. Once you have the emotions mixed up and you form compound emotions in the wrong way, you're going to be in big trouble. So what does that sound like? Basically, if you were going to get anticipation of going on that ride, you're waiting to go on that ride, and suddenly you watch somebody and they're really nervous, and then you start to feel nervous and you start to feel fear. Anticipation plus fear equals dread. And then that compound emotion will make you feel worse. And you can simply do the breakdown approach that we talk about. You change one sub-emotion as per Plutarch, and we've discussed this in past episodes. So you could go back and say, well, anticipation, you're waiting in line, you see somebody, they're a bit nervous, you feel a bit scared, you start to feel a bit of dread of going on the ride. You look over at the next person and they're like pumped, they can't wait to get on. You let that, that feeling overtake you and suddenly you feel the joy, the anticipation and the thrill feeling is back. You get the idea. And you always have to remember that if you go through this, it will get better that we have to go through some sort of aspect, whether it be pain or something else, in order to achieve something. And if it's deep enough, we have to go through anything. 
to get to where we need to be. So this is a pre-aspect and this can be pushed all the way to the very edge as we've seen written in historical narratives like in Man's Quest for Meaning by Viktor Frankl where he goes on to talk about how faith helped him to endure torture and chronic illness in the in the war camps during the during the war. So this is all the pre-aspects of pain, during pain. Easier said than done, I won't lie. Anytime you're going through extreme pain, then it's intense. But by remaining calm, at least remaining calm, it means you only suffer the pain. Because the anxiety and everything else that goes along with it is absolutely synergistic and makes the pain worse. So you must relax yourself. Now sometimes there's nothing you can do in that moment that'll make things all better. I mean, the last time I was in an extreme amount of pain, one of my teeth had been chipped, the back right molar. Anyway, I went to the dentist and it had fused into my jaw and the anesthetic didn't work. And so they were trying to rip it out and it wouldn't work. So he actually got a pair of pliers out he actually broke the tooth and I could feel and hear the tooth in my jaw snap and I was covered in sweat at the end of the procedure and it was probably one of the most painful things that I can recollect but I know that all the anxiety that was there didn't help when I managed to get in that calm place at least it was something that I could work through Distracting is massively huge. If there's breaks in the pain, you focus on the breathing, you have visualization, you, you use your attention in the right way so that most of the six to nine bits of conscious attention that you have are not all consumed by the pain. And then the other option, of course, is just to embrace the pain, engage in the moment. When you're breathing, you can notice the pain. You can describe it so you put a label on it, it becomes not fearsome all of a sudden because it becomes known. And then you notice its boundaries. And once you establish its boundaries, you can endure a lot more. Taken back to that dental situation, they're just ripping out one tooth. They're not breaking my little fingers at the same time. It's one boundary. It's something that's excruciating but I can handle it because I know that it's just that one part. I also know that there's a time limit on it. Putting these boundaries on are immensely helpful. And then as far as the mental aspects, the breakdown of distracting yourself or embracing it, just another example. Let's say, for example, you're at work. You get, I don't know, yelled at by your boss. Notice that that while he's yelling at you, he's got kind of a funny feature. Or you imagine that he's got something strange going on with his life. So he could be yelling at you and you suddenly notice that this guy here, his, his face is really weird. Like he's, his teeth are all out of place or he's kind of got a bit of a strabismus, like a bit of a squint. And you've never noticed that his nose was crooked before. Just taking these things on suddenly makes it so that what he's saying is not as important as being yelled at. It's just you're being distracted by it. Or of course, if it's 
if that's tricky, you can just imagine, well, this guy's having a bad day. Now, I'm not saying to take it, but it's just showing an example of how you could, if you're in a position where you can't actually speak back, you could actually distract yourself. Or if you embrace it, once you find the boundary, then you can go ahead and deal with it. So if the boss is yelling at you, you know that if you're living in a Western country, there's a massive chance he's not going to physically assault you. So you know that it's not going to lead to physical assault. You know your human rights that you shouldn't actually be yelled at. You can put your hand up and say, hey, look, if you can't settle down and talk to me properly, then there's going to be a problem. You know, you can work through it. You have these boundaries. And once you have the boundaries, you can work through it. But like I say, whatever it is, time is probably one of the greatest boundaries that you can have, knowing that's not going to be there forever. Now afterwards, as I mentioned before, it's potentially the most important part. Now if you didn't establish a boundary during the time of going through pain, now is the time to do it. Now it's time to look back and look at the boundaries and say, wow, that only lasted half an hour. That broken bone held me back for six weeks. Whatever it was, you go through it, you deal with it, and you look at the boundary. You look at what it meant to you. And you can compartmentalize and say, yes, that was painful, but it was for that period of time. That was painful, but that affected this part of my body. That was painful, and you just describe it. Give the boundaries, and then you can deal with it as something subjective. From a philosophical level, you can then look at the meaning that there is pain throughout all of our lives. And once you realize that life is full of pain, then you can start to overcome it. And you can actually realize and understand that this is actually a prerequisite to becoming a man, to becoming a, a strong, powerful person. Only if you overcome pain can you grow. And it's part of life. And once you accept it, you become someone really strong. Finally, you can future pace and you realize that you can deal with any sort of pain that comes your way. So, I hope this has been useful. Now, no, this is not medical advice. If you're going through uh, physical pain, as I mentioned at the start, nociceptive pain or neuropathic pain, often you need, you know, the neuropathic pain medications, the, the pregabalins or whatever they your doctor is going to prescribe for you. Um, uh, but it must, must be done both with the pharmacological treatments but also with the non-pharmacological treatments and that's looking at how you deal with pain. So that applies, as I said, from the start for both physical and mental pain. Once you realize the boundaries, it's going to make all of the difference. So I hope this has been useful. If you want any more information, reach out to me. I'm available at michaelpolser at gmail.com. And just remember, if you deal with pain, if you deal with pain in the right way and reflect on how you would deal with it in your future afterwards, then you can deal with anything. And just remember, once you've done this, then you will be able to pursue anything you want and you won't be held back by that one thing that holds back most of the population. 
hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com.